Uh, I'm truly honored because I wouldn't be able to do what I do without you, so I thank you for that. Amen? Amen. Let me get into this because we are about to have some church in here this morning. I can feel it, and um, I believe that God has a word for everybody that's in here, to our online viewers, um, to the Celebration Church family. God has a word, and I'm ready to jump right into it, but before I do, I kind of want to give you a little background on how this message was birthed in me. You see, towards the end of 2018, I began to go into meditation for my word or phrase or New Year's resolution. And I know many of us like to make New Year's resolutions. And I began to go into meditation on what God wanted me to uh, focus on for the next year. And I can remember at the end of 2018, God told me in 2019, I needed to surrender. He said in 2019, I need you to surrender. So that's what I did. I surrendered my plans. I surrendered my agenda. And ultimately, I surrendered my NFL playing career. And then I can remember at the end of 20, 20, 2019, God told me in 2020, I needed to write the vision and make it plain. God said in 2020, I need you to write the vision and make it plain. Habakkuk 2, 2. Um, so for those of you that kind of know me, you know that I wanted to change what education looked like for children. So I began to write the vision and make it plain, all 2020. And then I can remember on this exact date, December 30th, 2020, God told me that in 2021, that's going to be the year that the vision comes alive. And for many of you that know my story, you know that God used me. Notice that I said God used me to open up the first TK through 8th Environmental Stewardship Zoo School in the nation right here in Fresno, California. Amen. That's all God. That's all God. But um, recently, I was just recognized by the National Football League, the NFL, as the first African-American man to ever develop a school like this in the country. In the country. Amen. God is faithful. God is faithful. But I can remember at the end of 2021, God told me that I needed to be planted like a tree. God said I needed to be planted like a tree. And as I began to meditate and kind of study what God had mentioned to me, um, he said that you need to be planted like a tree. And um, the Holy Spirit continued to say, Plant it like a tree, plant it like a tree, plant it like a tree. Then finally, I was like, Lord, what does that mean? And God said, the way that a tree is planted and rooted on land, that is how I'm going to need you planted and rooted in me. He said, the way that a tree is planted and rooted on land, that is how I'm going to need you planted and rooted in me. Meaning, I don't care what the news say. I don't care what the doctors say. It doesn't matter what the lawyers say. It doesn't matter if the winds blow. It doesn't matter if the leaves fall. The way that a tree is planted and rooted on land, that is how I'm going to need you planted and rooted in me. And as I began to dive into the Bible and study trees inside the Bible, I noticed that besides God and humans, trees are the most mentioned thing, living thing in the Bible. Besides God and human, trees are the most mentioned living thing in the Bible. And then suddenly I was reminded about a scripture of a tree. Now, the reason that I say I was reminded of a scripture about a tree is because when I was about seven or eight years old, 
I had to memorize scriptures at this school I attended. You see, I grew up going to this um, Christian private school from about kindergarten to third grade. But by the time I got to the fourth grade, I told my mom, I got to get out of this school. <laughs> Let me tell you why. At this school, if you ever got caught talking when you wasn't supposed to be talking, or if you ever got caught using foul language, they will bring you up to the front of the school and make you drink a cup of blessing oil like this. Now, at this age of my life, I didn't know the difference between blessing oil and cooking oil because at home, olive oil was cooking oil to me. But at this school, olive oil was blessing oil. Either way, by the time I got to the fourth grade, I had drunk enough blessing oil to cook for a family of 12 every single night for a whole year straight. I mean, I drunk so much blessing oil, God is still blessing me till this day from, from, from when I was in kinder through third grade. But uh, I say that because at this school, we used to have to memorize scriptures and, and we used to have to go up to the front of the class and recite the scriptures, but um, they allowed us to pick any scriptures out the Bible that we wanted to read, but we just had to memorize it. And for some reason, I chose to memorize Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3. And if you have your Bibles, go with me there this morning. God is good. God is good. <clears throat> Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3. And it reads, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands on the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, though he meditates day and night, he shall be like a tree. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth this fruit in its season, whose leaves also shall not wither. And whatever, and whatever he does shall prosper. The title of my message this morning is A Planted Relationship. Let us pray. Father God, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for who you are within me. I thank you for this opportunity, God. Lord, I'm asking right now that you give me a word to speak to your children, that they may be able to apply to their daily lives to further your kingdom, oh God. Lord, I'm asking all these blessings in your son, Jesus' name, and the church say, amen. 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 The title of my message this morning is A Planted Relationship. And I'm going to be continuing our series on relationships, but I really want to focus on how important it is to be planted in your relationship with God. You see, because when you are planted in your relationship with God, all your other relationships begins to prosper. When you are planted in your relationship with God, all your other relationships begins to prosper. But not only do your other relationships begins to prosper, you become blessed. You become blessed. And how many of you know that there's a difference between blessed and blessed? You see, Psalms 1-1 says, blessed is the man or one man. Another version says, blessed are the people. And 
when I, was, when I began to look it up, I noticed that there's a difference between blessed and blessed. You see, we can ask God to bless our situation. God bless my children. God bless my finances. God bless my relationships. You can even say, God bless you. God bless you. You see, when you say God bless or when you ask for God's blessings, you are asking for God's favor. When you say God bless or when you ask for God's blessings, you are asking for God's favor. Now, there's nothing wrong with asking for God's favor. I am asking for God's favor every single day of my life. Can I get a witness in here? Can anybody use God's favor? Amen. But see, that's the thing. God wants us to live the blessed life. Psalms 1-1 says the blessed. God wants us to live the blessed life. And you see, the definition for blessed is to consecrate or kadash. And see, we've been looking at this word with pastor all, all year now. The, the, the definition for blessed is to consecrate. And see, when you are blessed, you are favored. You're not asking. When you say God bless or when you ask for God's blessings, you are asking for God's favor. But when you're blessed, you are favored. You're not asking. And as I mentioned, we've been looking at this word with pastor all hand to consecrate and the Hebrew word kadash. And you see, we, when we, 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 we learned that um, consecrate means to fully surrender to God or fully to be devoted to God. You see, when you are consecrated and when you are fully devoted to God, then you become planted in your relationship with him. And when you become planted in your relationship with God, then you become blessed. However, you can only become blessed if you are planted in your relationship with God. Look, some other words for blessed is favored, fortunate, lucky, privileged. That is favored, fortunate, lucky, privileged. So what Psalms 1-1 is saying is, Blessed is the man or one man. Favored is the man or one man. Fortunate is the man or one man. Lucky is the man or one man. Privileged is the man or one man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. So in order to be blessed, in order to be favored, fortunate, lucky, privileged, you have to, number one, you have to, number one, be rooted in kingdom relationships. You have to be rooted in kingdom relationships. The relationships you have with people matters. The people you hang with matters. You have to have relationships with people that's going to pray with you and for you. Relationships with people that's going to support the vision that God has placed on the inside of you. You have to be rooted with people that can give you godly advice. Rooted with people that's going to love you genuinely for who you really are. You see, Psalms 1-1 says, in order to be blessed, the blessed cannot walk in the counsel of the ungodly. The blessed cannot stand on the same path of sinners. Now, according to Romans 3.23, we all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. And, and, and many of us know that one homeboy or know that one homegirl that every time we used to get around them or every time we get around them, we get to doing things that is not in the will of God for our lives. But what the Bible is telling us that in order for us to be blessed, in order for us to be planted in our relationship with God, 
we cannot walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor could we stand on the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Now, I'm the type of person that whenever I come across a word or whenever I um, come across something in life that I don't quite understand, I like to look it up. And scornful was a word that I had to look up. You see, scornful is derision. Scornful is derision. And the definition of derision is a person that thinks you're silly or don't take you seriously. The definition for derision is a person that thinks you're silly or don't take you seriously. It's mockery. And remember that God told me in 2022, I needed to be planted like a tree. So in relations to this message, a scornful person is also known as a tree chopper. A scornful person is also known as a tree chopper. You see, a tree chopper always have a negative response to your positive affirmation. They always trying to cut you down or cut the vision down that God has placed on the inside of you. It's this person. I'm going to start a business this year. How are you going to start a business? You're not even smart. That's a tree chopper. I'm about to lose all this weight or I'm about to gain all this muscle. Ha, ha, ha. How are you going to do that? That's a tree chopper. Oh, I'm getting married this year. Girl, ain't nobody about to marry you. That's a tree chopper. 2022 is about to be my year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that last year. That's a tree chopper. And what the Bible is telling us is in order for us to be blessed, we cannot walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand on the path of sinners, nor have relationships with scornful people, a.k.a. tree choppers, a.k.a. haters. Haters. You see, you see, you see, one thing about our God, when you are planted and rooted in your relationship with him, God will share some things with you that isn't for everybody else's ear. I think y'all missed it over here. When you are planted and rooted in your relationship with God, God will share some things with you that isn't for everybody else's ear. And that's why I say you cannot share the vision with everybody because some people out here are scornful, straight tree choppers, straight haters. And if you let them get too close to you, they can chop the vision down that God has placed on the inside of you. In order to be blessed, in order to be planted in your relationship with God, you have to, number one, be rooted with kingdom people. The people that you hang around matters. The people that you associate with matters. You know, I can remember um, when I was in my seventh year playing for the Kansas City Chiefs, and um, God, had, God had spoke to me. He said that, you're done playing football. I'm laying in bed, and God said, you're done playing football. And I lost my passion and I lost my grit for football like this. It was like this. I no longer wanted to play. And I reached out to the general manager and the head coach for the Kansas City Chiefs and I told them, I'm done with football. I no longer wants to play. And after convincing them that I was serious, that I really heard from God and I was serious, I was done, they ended up releasing me from my million dollar contract. And um, I can remember after they released me, I shared what God told me to some people that I had 
relationships with. Oh, y'all should have seen how they talked about me, how they said I was done, how they said I wrote myself off. But little did they know that God had a plan and a purpose for me that was far beyond their understanding. You see, when you are planted and rooted in your relationship with God, God will share some things with you that isn't for everybody else's ear. That's why you have to protect those relationships that you have on this earth. But in order to be planted, in order to be blessed, you have to be rooted in kingdom relationships. Number two, in order to have a planted relationship with God, you have to be rooted in God's word. You have to be rooted in God's word. Psalms 2.2 says, but his delight. Whose delight? The blessed delight. The privileged delight. The fortunate delight. The lucky delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, though he meditates day and night. You see, God's word has to be delightful to you. God's word has to bring you joy. God's word has to bring you, it has to be pleasing to you. Because when you read God's word and you meditate on God's word, then you learn that God is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. That's Hebrews 13 8. When you, when you study and when you realize that God is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore, then when you read the Bible about how God allowed the Israelites to escape Egypt, when we read about how God makes a way through the wilderness, when we read about how God provides water in the desert, when we read about how God conferences the brokenhearted, when we read about how God heals the sick, when we read about Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, and how they were trapped in the fire and didn't get burned and didn't even come out smelling like smoke, those are the stories that we're supposed to meditate on day and night. Because if God is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore, then that means if he did it before, he'll do it again. Same God right now, same God back then. And if he did it for them, he can do it for me. And if he can do it for me, then he can do it for you. Can I get a witness in here? Amen. Amen. But see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is why it's so important that you meditate on God's word. Because when life puts you in a situation, when life puts you in a situation, notice that I said when life puts you in a situation. And if life hasn't put you in a situation yet, I'm going to tell you like the grown folks used to tell me, just keep living. But when life puts you in a situation, you got to have some go-to scriptures that you didn't meditate on day and night. Lord, I know that weeping may endure at night, but joy is coming in the morning. Lord, I know the plans that you have for me are to prosper me and not harm me, but plans to give me hope and a future. Lord, I know that by your stripes I'm going to be healed. Lord, I know that you will not leave me nor forsake me. Lord, I know that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Lord, I know that vengeance are not mine. Lord, I know that you will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Lord, I know that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Lord, I know that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of me. Lord, I know, Lord, I know that the plans that you have for me are to prosper me and to give me hope and a future. You see, when you meditate on God's word, when you understand God's word, then you will know how important it is to be rooted in his word. I want to give y'all a really quick Bible study right now. And I, I don't even know if I should call this a Bible study or if this is a Bible lesson. But I believe that it's so important for you to understand 
why it's important to be rooted in God's word. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Genesis 2, 5, 7. I got, I got, I got to go, I got to go kind of quick because um, um, I got some other points that I need to get to. But it reads in Genesis 2, verse 5, when no bush of the field was yet in the land, and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the land, and there was no man to work the ground. So this is before God created human. This is before he created Adam, before he created human. Let's keep reading. And a mist was going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed the breath of life and breathed the breath of life and the man became a living creature. Then the Lord God formed the man from dust from ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living creature. So the man, the human, Adam, didn't even become a living creature until God blew into his nostril. Can we go to 2 Timothy 3.16? 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is breathed out by God. Y'all missed it. All scripture is breathed out by God. And, and, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So all scripture is God's breath. All scripture is God's breath. And can we look at Matthew 4.4? Because Matthew 4.4 says that it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. God's breath. Adam wasn't even living until he got what? God's breath. You're not even living unless you're getting God's breath in you daily. Because there are over 7,000 promises in this Bible that God has planned just for you. But if you're not reading his word, if you're not getting his word daily, then you don't even understand the plans that he has for you or to prosper you. You wouldn't even understand that the plans that he has for you are exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ever ask, think, or imagine. If you want to live the blessed life, you got to get God's breath. You got to be rooted in his word. Turn to your neighbor and say, I need God's breath. Now turn to your other neighbor and just blow on them like, I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. We, we not going to go there. We not going to go there. Uh, but in order to be planted in your relationship with God, you have to be rooted in God's word. So number one, in order to have a planted relationship with God, you have to be rooted with kingdom relationships. Number two, in order to have a planted relationship with God, you have to be rooted in God's word. And number three, if you want to have a planted relationship with God, you must remain planted. You must remain planted. Psalms 1-3 reads, He shall be like a tree. He shall be like a tree. 
planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves also shall not wither. And whatever, and whatever, and whatever he does shall prosper. Listen, in order for a tree to grow, and I can get the praise team to come back. In order for a tree to grow, a tree must remain planted. Because the roots is where a tree gets its oxygen. The roots is where the tree gets its water. The roots is where the tree gets its nutrients. But the roots cannot provide the tree its oxygen, its water, or its nutrients unless it remains planted. You see, the thing about a tree is when you first uproot a tree, when you first uproot a tree, looking at the tree, it still looks good. It's still green. The leaves don't wither right away. It doesn't dry up when it's not planted. But eventually, because this tree is not planted, this tree has now just became thirsty. Because this tree is not planted, this tree just now came hungry. It's now hungry. Because this tree is not planted, this tree is now starting to suffocate. Because the roots can't get a tree, it's oxygen. And you see, there may be some people out there right now that may not be planted in their relationship with God. And from the outside looking in, looking at you, you still look good. Your social media page still looks good. Everything looks good from the outside looking in. But deep down inside, if you're not planted in your relationship with God, you may be thirsty. If you're not planted in your relationship with God, you may be hungry. If you're not planted in your relationship with God, you may be suffocating because the roots is where the tree, the roots is where the tree gets its oxygen, its nutrients, and its water. But in order for a tree, in order for you to continue to grow as believers, you must remain planted and rooted in your relationship with God like a tree is planted and rooted on land. This is what the word says. This is what the word says when you are planted and when you remain planted. It said, the blessed, the blessed, remember, blessed means to be favored. You don't have to ask, you automatically favor. The blessed shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That means you will be flowing in blessings. You're flowing in blessings. That brings forth this fruit in this season. Your life will produce fruit. How many of us know that our life is based off the fruits that we produce? Your life will produce fruits. Here's what it also say, whose leaves shall not wither. That means your tree will always be in season. Your life will always be in season when you remain planted. And whatever, and whatever, and whatever the blessed does, the blessed prosper. Whatever the blessed does, the blessed prosper. Here's how you have a planted relationship with God. Number one, you have to be rooted in kingdom 
relationships. The people you hang with matters. The people you associate with matters. Get connected with kingdom-minded people. Number two, you have to be rooted in God's word. Humans, Adam, they didn't become a living creature until they got God's breath. You're not even really living unless you're rooted in God's word. And number three, in order for you to have a planted relationship with God, in order for you to live the blessed life, you must remain planted and rooted in God like a tree is planted and rooted on land. If y'all receive that word, let's give God some praise in here. Amen. Amen. If you want, can we please stand to our feet and um, heads bowed? You know, as I was studying for this word, I was reminded about a phrase that a pastor I used to know used to say. And he used to say that a Christian out of a church home is like a fish out of water. He used to say a Christian without a church home is like a fish out of water. And what God said to me is that a human that is not planted in their relationship with God it's like an unplanted tree. It's only a matter of time before that tree starts to wither. It's only a matter of time. And there may be some people out there right now that may not be planted in their relationship, that may need to be replanted in their relationship with God. Some people out there may need to accept Christ into their life. And if this message has touched you, if you believe that you need to be planted or replanted, just slip your hand in the air really fast. Just slip your hand in the air. I see those hands. 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 But like my brother Nava always say, more importantly, God sees those hands. God sees your hands. I'm going to give you an opportunity to invite Christ into your life right now. And Tavo, you can help me out, brother. Repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord celebration we pray together we pray together celebration dear Lord Lord I believe that your son died on the cross for me I believe he lived I believe he died and I believe that he rose again to be made right with me Lord I believe that Jesus sits on the right hand of you and Lord, I am ready to be planted. I am ready to be rooted in my relationship with you. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 